Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from uh, goldenblack.com. Live in his car, once again, leaving Mackey Arena, this time following Purdue's 99-67 win over Texas Southern. Uh, this is your goldenblack.com drive home post-game podcast. It is brought to you by our friends at the East End Grill and Ripple & Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union, <clears throat> acrepro.com, TNW Design and & Build, and the Whitaker Inn, which I'll be driving by here shortly. Hopefully their deer and coyotes are out of the road, as well as the skunks. There have been some skunk sightings lately uh, as well. Um, so we will dive right into it here. Uh, the last time we spoke, I was sitting on a beach in Honolulu. Now I am in my car driving home in 24-degree weather. So life comes at you fast. Anyway, uh, Purdue wins 99-67 over Texas Southern, as I've mentioned three times now. Um, this was Purdue's soft landing by game between its championship at the Maui Invitational and this this four-game stretch to come, which is going to be grueling, uh, as was the stretch that preceded this game. But Purdue has Northwestern at Northwestern on Friday to start Big Ten play, then Iowa at home, then Alabama in Toronto, and then a potential one versus two in Indy against Arizona. Um, this tonight was kind of a maturity check, a professionalism check, a focus check, things like that, because Purdue very easily could have come out here uh, and just phoned this one in and, um, you know, still won. But what they did was they treated it, at least they say they treated it like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not casting doubt over what they said, um, but their stance on the matter was Texas Southern has been to three straight NCAA tournaments. This is a uh, 16 seed sort of game and you know produce history in the NCAA tournament is what it is and it's recent history in the NCAA tournament is what it is and this Purdue team one thing that jumps out about them is they don't they don't duck that issue they don't you know change the subject when it comes up or they bring it up proactively that they understand that this haunts them and this is kind of their opportunity to make amends so when they treated this like a 16 seed um they had the NCAA tournament in mind um, because they intend to be playing a 16 seed again at some point in the NCAA tournament this year. And uh, you couldn't have asked for more in terms of their their sharpness, their readiness, uh, you know, things like that, starting the game and then starting the second half. Those are the two parts of games, in games like this anyway, where that stuff is, is really, really the most apparent. And... Uh, that speaks to a lot of what Purdue has to show intangibly this year, that they're they're going to be consistent, they're going to be professional, they're going to take everything seriously, they're going to take everybody seriously, and they're going to be ready for everybody's best shot because they're number one again. And this time of year, the last couple of years, there's always been a game around this time of year where, um, you know, things haven't haven't gone great for them and uh, they didn't weren't necessarily ready for Rutgers punching them in the face from the out outset anything like that and uh you know Purdue just taking care of business the way they took care of business tonight was really um worth mentioning and I don't want to say anything is necessarily meaningful against Texas Southern but it's better than the alternative that's for sure so I, I think you saw some competitive edge from Purdue that's a term Matt Painter always use uses um killer instinct however you want to put it but I think you saw some of that stuff from Purdue and a big part of that is Braden Smith uh, you know, he, he falls one rebound shy of a triple-double tonight. But it's not just the 
the scoring that has transformed Purdue. It's not just the the assists, the facilitation that's really, really made Purdue a better offensive basketball team. It's not just him rebounding and him being so disruptive defensively. It's the competitive attitude I think he has, he kind of projects on this whole team, this fearlessness, this, this, this sort of controlled anger that he plays with that has really, really been a big a big element to completing this basketball team. I think he's emerging as a great player much the same way that Zach Eady did a year ago. Now, obviously there are differences. One, Zach Eady had to carry that Purdue team a year ago at this time. Um, Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer made it possible because they weren't deficiencies right away the way a lot of freshman guards would be, but that was Zach Eady and Zach Eady alone for the most part. Now I think this team is much more balanced, and I think that's largely due to Braden Smith's emergence not only as a scorer, and that's changing everything for the way Purdue is defended, but also how much better he's making everybody else. When you look at the way Purdue's shooting the basketball, A, that is validation that Purdue is a good shooting team, but also I think it is a reflection of the fact that Braden Smith is part of the reason that they are shooting so well because he's putting guys in great, in great positions. He's getting them the ball where they need it. Lance Jones is a big part of this too, uh, a really big part of this. Um, but I think Braden Smith is the biggest part of it. And I, I, Again, he's just emerging as a great player. Uh, if, if there are 10 better guards in college basketball, I know that might sound like a mouthful, then I don't know who they are. Uh, I think he's, he's been tremendous thus far, and he's still, he's still getting better. And I, I think you're going to see a whole season of Purdue having um, not just one great player, not just one preeminent player, but two preeminent players and just tremendous balance. And, uh, you know, Purdue's got a really good thing going here. And if everybody else can just be a, a productive accessory to those two guys. And the fact I'm referring to Fletcher Lawyer, who I think is awesome, um, as an accessory is, is kind of tells you how good I think Zach Eady and, and Braden, Braden Smith are. Um, certainly going to be one of the best one-two punches in college basketball. And uh, something that really insulates Purdue from a lot of the stuff that held them back in the end of last year. You know, those guards wore down. Those guards, as good as they were all year long, they, they weren't they weren't completely flawless when, you know, the stuff started hitting the fan. I think Braden Smith is going to be completely numbed to every external factor around him. And as I said to somebody um, before, I wouldn't want to be Indiana this year playing against him because I think he's going to take that one personal. I think he's going to take the NCAA tournament personal, and I think when he's mad, he's better. And that's the interesting dichotomy about Braden Smith is that with point guards, you always talk about how it's important to be level-headed and under control and all that stuff, but he's better when he's pissed off. He's significantly better when he's pissed off. He has that that really special knack for um, just imposing his will whenever he decides he's going to do that. And if something pisses him off, if, if somebody in Honolulu's talking smack to him, he just, he just takes over. And I, I think you're going to see more of that as the games get bigger and bigger and bigger this season. And you're going to see a guy here who's going to be, uh, you know, a, a high all Big Ten player, if not an All-American this year. Uh, I know that's a mouthful after only seven games, but that is my belief. And that is consistent with everything I've been telling you all offseason and 
into the season. So, um, you know, what's really interesting about this Purdue team is I keep talking about how they're more complete. Uh, well, A, I think the biggest key for them coming into this season was shooting the basketball better. Uh, now, seven games does not is not predictive of a whole season to come. Um, but they're shooting the hell out of the ball right now. And, um, but I also think it's a situation where Purdue can legitimately play a lot of different ways. I think Braden Smith and Lance Jones as a tandem really allow Purdue to really play with pace, to really play fast at times and combine that with the having to wrestle with Zach Eady and or Trey Kaufman Wren for 35 out of 40 minutes. And then if Purdue just for five minutes at a time, just plays 100 miles an hour. You know, that's something that really, really takes a toll on opponents. And I think I talked about that after Maui or after Honolulu too, um, so I don't need to repeat myself. But this is looking like a, just a really good and really complete, you know, Purdue basketball team. If they can cut out the turnovers, if they can shoot free throws a little better, you're looking at a team with not a lot of questions here. You know, they can still get better defensively. They can do a better job containing the basketball, but as they are right now, I think they're good enough to to win a lot of games and get where they want to go and certainly win a Big Ten that doesn't look so hot right now, uh, you know, things like that. But, um, you know, Purdue's got a good thing going right now, and you're going to see four more big-time games here coming up. I, I constitute every or classify every Big Ten game as a big time game, even though you know going to Northwestern and hosting Iowa aren't necessarily you know the games you circle on the calendar. But you know the first things first for Purdue they they should win the Big Ten again this year, and that's important to them. And as much as this season is going to be determined, as much as their success this season can be determined by what happens in March, you can't fast forward to March. You can't play the NCAA tournament right now. You have to play the games on your schedule first. You have to play your conference slate, and you have to win your league, you know, to prove you're as good as everybody thinks you are. And, you know, Purdue's um, in a situation now where that starts Friday at Northwestern. It's going to be a dirty game. It's going to be an ugly game. and um, uh, But it's going to be an important game for Purdue. So all that stuff I mentioned before, the professionalism, the consistency, the maturity, uh, the preparedness for everybody's best shot, that stuff really comes to the forefront Friday night. And that's when I'll talk to you again next, although it will be very much Saturday morning by the time you get this podcast. So this has been your uh, goldenblack.com drive home following Purdue's 99-76 excuse me, win over Texas Southern. A Wilberg uh, pulled up dunk. Uh, he actually declined to dunk the ball at the buzzer away from 100 points. So thank you to the Purdue Club. No, thank you to the uh, East End Grill and Rippling Company, uh, the Purdue Federal Credit Union, AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, and the Whitaker Inn uh, for your support. As always, we appreciate it, and thank you to the Purdue Union Club Hotel too. I, I I got my live reads confused there, but we love them too, so I will I, I will throw them in there. So thanks everybody.